7.44, it's been a year since Iraqi forces and their allies defeated ISIL or Islamic State forces to end the self-anointed caliphate's three-year occupation of Mosul. The Battle of Mosul is often described as one of the most intense cases of combat since the Second World War and an Irish photojournalist has won this year's World Press Photo Award for General News for documenting the battle. Let's welcome Ivor Prickett, whose work for the New York Times was also the 2018 Pulitzer Prize finalist in breaking news photography. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And and having won several prestigious awards for what you do, how would you define photojournalism? Well, I think photojournalism has, you know, changed over the years and, you know, Today, uh, as a as a photojournalist working for someone like the New York New York Times, you're you know you're being asked to both produce uh, you know strong visuals as well as you know report the story deeply in 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 words and video as well as pictures. So you know no longer are you just responsible for for the the, the stills, but you're actually uh, very often on the ground. Um, driving the, the the journalistic coverage of the story that you're that you're you're covering on the ground. Um, so yeah, that that's a big. You know, I think that's a big change in in many ways, and, and something that uh, is is new for me even. And you've been working in the Middle East since 2009. You documented the Arab Spring, Syrian refugee crisis, the Iraq War. I mean, you must have had some perilous moments in there. Yeah, there are, there have definitely been some close calls, as with everyone who you know does this kind of work. Um, and yeah, uh, <laughs> at a certain point, you probably start to uh, feel like your 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 nine lives have been used up. I'm not quite there yet, but uh, it's definitely uh, a very dangerous you know line of work. And 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 the Middle East is you know has been in. Um, uh, you know, a constant state of flux over the past eight or nine years that I've been covering it. So, um, you know, you can find yourself, you know, going from one one thing to the next. It's uh, it's 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 pretty nonstop. Let's talk a bit more about your work in Mosul for the New York Times. H- how did that project begin? Um, so yeah, I mean, I was I was already there, uh, based in Iraq, covering the, the the beginning of the offensive that that started in October uh, 2016, and um, I started co- collaborating with the New York Times earlier in 2017, um, uh, where you know I had I had some work that I, I showed them, and then they they took me on basically as their um, you know, photographer on the ground, and I, I continued documenting the story until, um, I mean, uh, as as recently as three or four months ago, I was I was you know still in Mosul, um, and so that's how it started. And you know, we would uh, um, work on these you know extended photo essays at certain points throughout the the operation. Uh, I wasn't there constantly on the ground, but I would you know I would come in and out every every month or so for. Uh, a couple of weeks to to a month at a time, um, and yeah, that that that's how that that worked. I you know I I know you said by your own admission it wasn't always easy being there uh, and sometimes downright dangerous. But 
actually being embedded with Iraqi special operations forces. Everything from maintaining your hygiene to eating properly to what you're wearing to communicating with people to then the basic fear for your life. Can you give us a little more insight into that? Yeah, yeah, it's a huge, um, you know, effort really when you're when you're doing something like that, um, and when you're working for an organization uh, like the New York Times, it's taken very seriously. You know, it's not like I, I kind of um, rock up on my own and and um, I'm just uh, you know there uh, in the middle of it. I'm I'm there with a, a team of of really important supportive people who you know my translator would be there uh who's you know the 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 kind of local you know eyes and ears on the ground and then also a security advisor who's a trained battlefield medic so you know that's the first thing it's not just me who's there um and we we will we will stick together no matter what um and yeah i mean the challenge with you know, with covering Mosul was uh, getting the access, getting the permission to go on these, you know, incredibly risky operations with the 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 most, uh, you know, what, what were called the the kind of spearhead of the attack, the Iraqi special forces who were trained by the Americans. Um, you know, getting the permission was was really difficult, but then once you did, it was a matter of yeah, keeping up with them. Uh, they're highly trained. Um, uh, soldiers fighting, you know, they were fighting an incredibly um, uh, difficult enemy in ISIS. And it was, you know, it was just some of the most complicated uh, urban combat I've ever witnessed or, or really known of. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was incredibly dangerous for them. And then, you know, for us as as journalists to try and navigate that environment and stay safe and still do our job was uh, the you know was a constant uh, uh, battle and and you know weighing up of whether whether it was you know worth being there whether we were you know too far forward and you know you know it's just a hundred decisions being made every 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 uh, hour of every day that you were there um, yeah Sometimes I feel, and, and this is based on, on also personal experience, although nowhere near as perilous as your own, that journalism desensitizes us, that it um, you know, provides the opportunity to deal with sometimes very difficult subject matters, but because you're doing it for a job, it's hard to pause and think like, a, like you would if you were just off duty, as it were. How do you feel about that, um, having been in such difficult situations yeah i think i think that's true to a certain extent and and necessary to a certain extent in order to be able to keep working in in that kind of situation when you're seeing such heart-wrenching you know difficult to look at things uh, if you actually uh, stepped out of your role as a journalist, as a photographer, and, you know, just were, you know, a civilian in that context, you would, yeah, you would very quickly fall apart, I think, and, you know, question your reasons for being there. But, you know, my, my, my guiding kind of principle throughout was, um, 
that I felt what we were doing was vital. We were very often, you know, the only um, uh, journalists, certainly the only Western journalists in a lot of the situations I found myself in. And so I felt a huge responsibility to do my job and to not shy away from um, difficult situations or dangerous situations as much as possible. Um, Because... I mean, if I was going to be there and I was going to put everyone's kind of lives at risk who were helping me, then I, I had uh, a job to do. I had a duty to to take those pictures. And I really, I really felt it was an important job, um, particularly because there were so few, you know, it was very difficult to get access to that extent and to see the the this this very kind of dangerous gray area between the two opposing forces where people were caught up to see that moment where people were you know literally caught in the crossfire and being liberated from areas that have been under ISIS's control for you know 3 to 4 years um and and that was what that was what kept me going um and i think as soon as you you know you start to question that or um you don't have you know compassion the compassion that you need to deal with those situations then you probably shouldn't be there and you probably probably won't last for very long in those in those kind of situations or want to go back understood but i think media consumers ordinary people in new york for example but around the world we can sometimes feel desensitized to some horrific stories, especially when they occur in remote parts of the world that we're not too familiar with, like the Middle East. We've seen one battle after another there. Then again, occasionally an image will break through all of that. I'm thinking, for example, of the the refugee toddler who was you know washed up on the beach for example it, it brought everybody's mm. focus onto the refugee crisis in europe mm. D- did you um feel that responsibility as well to ca- to capture a side of this story that would go beyond cultural barriers and geographical strangeness yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's something I'm always thinking about when I'm when I'm working on a story, no matter where where it is or what it is, is you know how to communicate the core you know issues of that story to an audience back home who have probably never you know been in that country or met anyone from that country even, or you know ever been close to experiencing something like that. How do you yeah, how do you convey uh, what it feels like for that person to someone who's that disconnected? And that's something I'm always thinking about for sure. And I think, you know, it's very easy to, uh, it would be very easy to um, go, you know, go over the top in, in a situation like Mosul. And you could have made, you know, you could make images that would, um, you know, shock people to the point where they wouldn't even want to look. So that's not something you want to do. You want to make, you want to make, you know, compelling images of the things that you're seeing, of the, the issues at stake, but images that people can still look at and access and relate to in some way. And it's not always clear, you know, what that, what that will be. But, um, 
yeah, I think you know that there's 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 certain elements in some of my pictures that I don't know just um, uh, strike a chord on an everyday basis with people, like the um, the the girl in the line of of people, yes. you know, queuing up for uh, for for supply aid supply in in Mosul, or the boy that was rescued by the special forces. These 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 were kind of pictures that. I don't know, definitely struck a chord with people. They struck a chord with me. And, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's just um, something less less shocking, less obvious. You know, it's more subtle, although it's in a war zone, it's in the middle of a conflict, but it's just a quieter moment that people can access and, yeah, learn about the story through that. Yeah, well, the two photos you referred to there are obviously hugely powerful um, and many people have felt that way uh, and, and I think we can all see our own children or child ch- relatives in those photos. Ivor Prickett, photojournalist, thank you for joining us today. Thank you.